is PowerPoints with Glenn Power. Which brings me to to one of the one of the messages that's come through from Steve Witter in Saint Lazare, Quebec, Canada, and th- this is actually funny because Steve and I go way back, and Steve, uh, you know, great lawyer over there in Saint Lazare, doing some really cool stuff, and and we, uh, I, I remember one of the first automotive things that Steve put me on to, and I don't know if he's going to remember this, but I know he's listening because he's, he's been asking about his question that I, we haven't <laughs> talked about. It's like, oh yeah, forgot about that actually, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is not good salesmanship for, Hey, send in your questions. We will get to them, but, but we do get to them eventually. Yeah. It's just people, you know, sometimes I just bring my wife in now. Yeah. Out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and ruin everyone's plans. <laughs> and then I, you know, I had to take the old Wrangler into your shop to see if we could figure out where something went. And yeah. I don't know, well, we'll just do a podcast. So anyway, well, we, we did get to it, Steve. But going to, to how one of the first times I ever spoke to Steve about cars was, this has got to be way back in 1998, maybe 2002. <laughs> so, so between there, there's a broad range. There's a broad range. But, but Steve was saying, so actually, I think it's in the 2000s. So 2001, 2002, actually. And, and Steve's saying to me, hey, have you watched the BMW films on online because BMW did a whole series of, of films to advertise their cars. And I think these are 2001, 2002. So uh, Superstar and more. And, and they all had big time producers doing them. So Guy Ritchie and, and others. They're, they're really good. They're films that are selling cars. And, and when they did them, the best part was BMW said to the, said to the folks who were doing it, said, just let us know how many cars you need and we'll give you cars. So, so make the films. Awesome. Yeah. And, and that was one of my our first times we really started talking about cars and it was kind of cool. Well, well, Steve obviously listens to this podcast. He finds it informative, educate, educating and entertaining. And he said, Hey, I got a question for you guys. And, and this is the way the question went. He says, uh, and hold on, let me get to the top here. He says, he's coming. He says, okay, I got a question about, uh, know about about what's going on with fuel he says i've read articles and i've had a question which i couldn't find an answer to and i think yeah i think i remember you talked about cars now and then and on your podcast unless i imagined it in any event the world record was set with the low octane was so a world record for automobiles you know just going yeah was set with a low octane fuel which seems counterintuitive the article also states that the car develops more horsepower using the low octane fuel and I can't understand it. And, and so it it was kind of interesting. And I sent him back a a, a quick response that, that you had to that. And he says, he says, uh, he says, I know octane level doesn't equate to power. High octane means the gas can uh, withstand higher compression without auto uh, igniting. Because of this, high performance cars usually use higher octane gas since they use higher compression engines, etc. But why do you think this low octane fuel would give this vehicle such great power and also why it would give it uh, an opportunity to, to be fairly efficient. Yeah. I mean, there's a few things here. The the first thing to answer is obviously the octane question, which, you know, um, which I, I, you sent me, I think it was on Facebook or Instagram. You messaged me, I think. And then I think I gave you a bit of a reply to it there. And, the octane thing to the everyday person like you and I 
is not really something to consider when you when you're filling your car. Which is which is really counterintuitive, isn't it? Because we go to the gas pump and the first thing they say, hey, do you want you want you want special, do you want super or whatever we call it here? If you're back in North America, you've got three grades, maybe four. Yeah. I mean the thing the thing is that you have fuel is made up of many things. It's hydrocarbon. Everyone knows that word now because of all you know, of all the bad that it does for the planet. Everyone's heard of the hydrocarbon. And that's what fuels are made of now. Octanes are part of those. They're a type of hydrocarbon that are in there. And that the higher the number, um, so the higher the octane number, um, the more resistant it is to pre-igniting or right. detonation. Which causes that knocking in an engine. So we'd call it ping, pinging or, pinging or yeah. knocking. Um, basically... On a petrol engine, and there's different. There's a difference octane on petrol, and then there's the important number in diesel is cetane. But basically, on a, on a petrol engine which is ignited fuel and air with a spark from the spark plug, you have the fuel and the air mixed and compressed at the same time, and then there's a spark to set off the burn, and it's a very rapid burn. It isn't an explosion; it's a burn. Um, if the octane number is high enough, it will sub, it will be able to withstand high compression. Uh, if it's not high enough, uh, the compression will allow it to detonate before the spark detonates it. And what this will do is it will cause more than one. It will cause multiple detonations. So then when the spark, because we're talking about fractions of a second. Because mm. so it's really get, a small amount of fuel that gets fired yeah, into the so cylinders. Then, then you get some of the fuel, a proportion of it, let's say 10%. That will ignite as the piston is still going up. Right. So then you've got an explosion, uh, which is forcing the piston down before it's gone up. So that's what causes that noise. Now most modern cars, and that's this is the case certainly on European vehicles for the last fifteen years, probably more. In fact, definitely more, maybe twenty years, have a knock sensor, and its right. job is basically to detect this knock on the engine and then manage through the fuel. Uh, through the engine management system to then manage the fueling of the engine mm. and also if you have VVT so variable valve timing to manage the valve timing on there to try and account for the knocking to because that will cause and does cause serious engine damage and we're and talking this is, this major is a, engine this damage. has been a huge thing that, that people have constantly been trying to, to deal with and, and this is where the technology in a vehicle yeah well you know it used to be lead before yeah, you yeah. had lead in fuels huge um, issues and then you'd have then when leaded feels obviously horrific for the environment yeah. to have done away with at petrol pumps, but then you used to have to buy the lead additive. Right. Some old engines, you still have to pour the lead additive in um, because they'll just knock. And really with octane, you aren't getting more power. Now it does allow you to get more power. So if you have a high compression engine, which the engine management system will be perfectly fine and able to manage a 95, which is what are what we call special here. Okay. Now, 95 in the North American market is quite a high octane number. We're talking 87s, 88s, yeah. 91s uh, in in the North American market is a standard sort of octane rating. But like when you come, here's weird because we're very Americanized with how we do things here. Yeah. But the fuel is very European <laughs> in terms of in, if we just go purely off of octane. So in the UK, 95 standard. And then you'd have like a, so a lot of places, the 97, 98, 99, or even 100 octane number. Really? If your engine is 
receiving sensor readings from the knock sensor to the engine management saying that, hang on, there's some knock going on here. It will retard. It can wind off the valve timing to reduce the compression. It can reduce the fueling to try and help uh, with this knock. And if it's doing that, you're losing power. Mm. Now, to the everyday person like you and I, we don't really care. Yeah. Cars doing that behind the scenes, and we're just driving. Yeah, we don't notice gets, it. If it gets to the point where it isn't able to control it, it will figure out what cylinder it's happening on, and it will shut that cylinder down. Right. So then you'll get a misfire to try and save itself from exploding, basically. Um, because what you're trying to do with, with the with the four-stroke cycle, on which is typical on most petrol engines that will be driven in cars. The piston goes up and it goes down. That's all it can do. Now, on one of the ways up, it's pushing the exhaust gases out from the previous cycle. And then on the way back down, it's pulling air in and drawing it in as a vacuum. It's as a syringe, as you would pull a mm. syringe and pull medicine into a syringe. On the way back up, it's compressing. So then the valves are closing and it's compressing. Now, as that is compressing, if the compression gets to a, such a state where fuel hasn't got sufficient octane to resist detonation, it will start to explode. And as it explodes, it expands. We've all seen a mushroom cloud and a, yeah, yeah. And a bomb going off. We're talking about a very similar thing. It will try and force that down, but the rest of the engine is rotating to force it up. Something has to give. And over time, you'll wear. The pistons will rock. They will wear the side of the bore of the cylinder out, they will wear the piston out, the rings will get damaged. Mm. And worse than that, incomplete combustion, carbon deposits, the oil becomes less effective at lubricating yeah. and you get huge engine. It doesn't take long. With with a knocking engine, you're talking, you know, if an engine's knocking for 10 minutes, there's irreversible damage. Really? Yeah. That little time? Yeah, yeah. And you're seriously reducing the life of the engine by doing it, so... If you have a higher octane fuel that allows the engine to run as it should without any management system kicking in to do sort of self-preservation, yeah. then you will get the full power out of the engine for sure. That's, mm. that's, that will happen because the engine's running as it's intended to. Yeah. But if the engine can run at 95 and you put 100 in, you're not going to get any power benefits really. If the, if the engine's running at capacity and as it should at 95, putting 100 in isn't going to help. Mm. So so what do you make of this then, the SSC Tuatara? This is what, what yeah. Steve was writing about. World's fastest car at 316.11 miles an hour, 1,750 horsepower, yeah. works on ordinary fuel. Well, why not? So it, it just comes down to the, because it really doesn't matter when we start talking about the octane, that's really not the, such an important issue. Is that, is that what it all comes octane down to? Octane really isn't a problem. You know, if you set the engine to run at a sufficient compression ratio, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're going to have so high or low octane. It really, it's, it's about how the engine can operate. Yeah. So I think that, best way. that key line, right, in all of this is octane doesn't change the energy content Absolutely of the nothing, gas. No, nothing at all. I mean, so as, as long as you have engine, and uh, this thing obviously has a pretty great engine management system. It's also got a lot of horsepower. There you go. You don't need special fuel. There's a, there's a reason that people feel like their car's different on high octane fuel. So let's take an example of the Wrangler. 
Yeah. You've been running it on special. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll, I'll go with the one from Abu Dhabi if I can get it in. You know that, you know that one? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the one, the one. It's pretty much water. Yeah. When they flush the lines out. Yeah. yeah that's the one they put in there. Yeah. So <laughs> let's say you've, so you've been 12 years on special, yeah. 11 years on special. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now you, it's probably a bad example because you do change your oil regularly and you do you do look after the car. But let's say, for example, you didn't. Yeah. Now I know, and you know, if we take that engine apart, there will be carbon deposits on the valves, on the pistons, on the uh, on everything, the oil control rings, the, the the compression ring, everything on the internals of the engine will have carbon deposits. So if we're talking about an area, a volume, sorry, in the the combustion chamber in your engine. So as the piston comes to the top and it gets to the chamber where the valves are closed and that's where it's compressing. If that volume is, let's say five cubic centimeters, if you've got carbon deposits on the bottom of the valves, where the valves seat on the top of the piston, you might lose half a cubic centimeter. Mm. So if you're compressing the same volume into a smaller space, there's higher compression, the ratio is higher. So you will have potentially from 12 bar, you might have 13 bar of, of compression. And that's a big difference. And on lower that's huge. octane fuel, you will get some pre-detonation potentially. Mm. Now the way to fix that is to clean the engine, but who's gonna do that? So yeah. then when you go and put higher octane fuel in, the engine management isn't winding back for anything because it's not detecting knock. You're not getting any knock, so you're actually burning the fuel properly. So regardless of the management system, higher octane fuel is allowing the engine to run better again because the engine compression, the octane number in the higher octane fuel can manage with that and cope with it. Yeah. So you think, wow, this gives me way more power because I'm getting yeah. 10%, 15 and, and that's a genuine thing. Yeah. But yeah. it's a little bit like getting addicted to a drug <laughs> because then what happens? Where do you go from there? And you're still getting carbon buildup and every time you're engine running, there's still some form of carbon buildup. And at 300,000, 400,000 kilometers, you know, we're talking about a, a considerable and it's not negligible amount of increase potentially in compression. Now, that can be offset by the fact that the valves don't seat properly. So you lose a little bit of compression, the pistons yeah. are wearing in. But the reason people feel like there's more power is because they're counteracting for a reduced area in the compression chamber, basically, by putting higher octane fuel. So it, that's, and this is, a, again, exclusively petrol. Yeah. Diesel's different. This is PowerPoints with Glenn Power.